Today's episode is brought to you by Bespoke Post. Hey brother, Ben, quite some time ago, right on this very channel, you yourself made a video suggesting that Dumbledore was none other than death. Dumbledore is the Grim Reaper, maybe. Specifically the death who presented the three brothers with the Deathly Hallows. And while you made some very good points and produced a truly 10 out of 10 thumbnail, I mean seriously, I love how the stock image of death almost covers all of Harry. But we here at SCBHQ found that this video perhaps needed a little bit of an update, a facelift if you will, or maybe you just needed a beard. In any case, today we are revisiting and expanding upon the idea that Dumbledore is death. Guys, before we dive on in today, I want to give a huge shout out to today's sponsor, Bespoke Post, and their Box of Awesome. Each month, Bespoke Post curates a selection of boxes to choose from that feature super high quality goods, ranging from grooming products, cooking tools, outdoor gear, or if you just want something to give yourself a few extra style points, they've got it. This month, we decided to go with the Champagne Saber because of course we did. This box contained two champagne flutes and of course, the saber itself. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. God, I have no idea. Nailed it. That was so cool. I've literally never done that before. Way easier than you think. Woo! <laughs> it's so easy. Look at that. It's pretty clean. Ooh. Ooh. That's pretty good. Guys, if you want to get your own box, you can head over to boxofawesome.com to take their introductory quiz so that they can curate just the right box for you. It is free to sign up. You can skip or cancel a month at any time, and it costs just $45, but you get more than $70 worth of gear. Plus, you can get 20% off your first month when you go to boxofawesome.com and use the promo code SUPER. Again, 20% off at boxofawesome.com. Use promo code SUPER. Link is in the description down below. Death. The fear of it, the conquering of it, and the returning from it are major themes throughout the Harry Potter series. In fact, I would argue that the fear of death and the acceptance of death are, at its core, the key motivating factors between the good guys and the bad guys. We see all throughout the series all the different ways that Voldemort has gone to protect himself from ever dying, and conversely, all of the situations in which Harry is courageous enough to die for what he believes in, even though most of the time he survives. And with such a present theme throughout the books, it is no surprise that one character within the story represents death himself. Dumbledore. Which is not to say that Dumbledore is literally the Grim Reaper or anything, just that he is meant to represent death in this story in the same way that three other characters represent the three brothers. As a refresher, the story of the three brothers goes like this. Once upon a time, three brothers came across a river that many people died when attempting to cross, but being wizards, they simply constructed a bridge and crossed safely. Does it cross too many times? 
so. Upon crossing the river, they are greeted by Death himself, who, as a reward for evading him by successfully crossing the river, offers each of them any gift of their choice. The eldest brother, Antioch, wants the world's most powerful wand, a wand that can't be beat, and is given the Elder Wand. The middle brother, Cadmus, who lost the love of his life, requests a stone that could bring her back. And the youngest and wisest brother, Ignotus, who did not trust death, sought a way to hide from death, who then begrudgingly handed over his own cloak of invisibility. My body's gone. Am I chin? And it turns out Death was indeed not trustworthy as he quickly claimed the lives of the first two brothers. Antioch boasts of the unbeatableness of his wand only to later be killed by a knife in his sleep. Whoops. Which really feels like a glaring weakness if you ask me like, uh, hey Voldemort, maybe don't spend the entire seventh book searching for a wand when you could have just brought a gun to a stick fight and been like, hey Potter, bang! Anyway, are we uh, done taking over the ministry yet? Anyway, the second brother is quickly driven mad because the Resurrection Stone can't actually bring back the love of his life, only a vague impression, ghost-like version of her, and he quickly decides it would be much better to kill himself and join her in death. And lastly, there's Ignotus, who was able to successfully hide from death beneath his cloak for the rest of his life until he finally takes it off and greets death as an old friend. And that brings us to Dumbledore, who, like Death, once owned all of the Hallows and sent them out into the world. Although admittedly he never owned all three of them at the same time. As a young man, Dumbledore was obsessed with uniting the Hallows and becoming the master of Death. He got the Elder Wand from Grindelwald after defeating him in a duel, even though the Elder Wand is not supposed to ever lose in magical duels, but whatever. He briefly owned the cloak, for a decade after James Potter lent it to him to examine it before eventually he returned it to Harry. My body's gone! And he finds the Resurrection Stone in the Gaunt family shack, and although he tried to use it, it had by that time become a horcrux and would have killed him, which hilariously would have made Voldemort the master of the Elder Wand. But alas, Earwax, Snape steps in and saves him. Speaking of Snape though, if Dumbledore is death in this theory, then who are the three brothers? So yeah, Snape, he represents the second brother, Harry represents the third, and Voldemort represents the first. Uh, but Jay, you might be saying, death gave the brothers the hallows. Dumbledore never gives anything to Snape or Voldemort. I mean, if anything, he gives two out of three of them to Harry. True, true, and yet I think you will find that these three characters fit these roles extremely well. First, let's talk about the Elder Wand, the wand that is supposed to be unbeatable and yet somehow keeps changing hands. Of course, Dumbledore doesn't physically give Voldemort the Elder Wand, but Voldemort does literally take it from his dead hands. Dumbledore also tells Harry in King's Cross that he was certain that Voldemort would try to go after the Elder Wand. I have been sure that he would try ever since your wand beat Voldemort's in the graveyard of Little Hangleton. Sure, he would go for it and yet made no extra precautions to make sure that he didn't get it. So in some ways, yeah, he did give it to him. But as ever, that is part of the plan because Voldemort's belief in the wand and his failure to understand it is ultimately what gets him killed. Which of course was the point of death giving it to Antioch 
in the first place. Plus, what was the one thing Voldemort feared over everything else? Death. And who was the one wizard he always feared? Hmm. All right, let's talk about Snape. True, he never owns the Resurrection Stone, but Dumbledore manipulates him in the exact same way that death manipulates Cadmus. Cadmus, while able to recall his dead love, is haunted by not being able to physically be with her, and eventually, when he can't take it anymore, he kills himself so he can be with her. This is exactly how Snape feels about Lily Potter. He was in love with her for his entire life, and because he was the one who told Voldemort about the prophecy, which he then interpreted to mean Harry, which led to Lily's death, Snape blames himself for her dying. And this guilt, this memory, this obsession over the woman he loved who died is exactly the thing Dumbledore takes advantage of in Snape. Snape even tells him, I wish... I wish I were dead. And that is when Dumbledore swoops. And what use would that be to anyone? If you loved Lily Evans, if you truly loved her, then your way forward is clear. You know how and why she died. Make sure it was not in vain. Help me protect Lily's son. And so he does. Much like Cadmus, he pains and obsesses over this memory for the next 17 years until eventually it does get him killed. Just like death, intended. Also, also, actually, actually, remember earlier when Dumbledore said he was sure that Voldemort would go after the Elder Wand? Well, like two minutes later in that same conversation, he admits that he also intended for Snape to end up with it. If you planned your death with Snape, you meant him to end up with the Elder Wand, didn't you? I admit, that was my intention, said Dumbledore. Yeah, so how did he think that was gonna work out for Snape? I mean, one way or another, he was leading him to death. Just saying. And then there's Harry, the literal descendant and representation of the third brother. Which, fun fact, on that note, even though Voldemort represents the first brother, he's actually a descendant of the second. Weird. Harry's comparison is much more straightforward than the other two because Dumbledore literally gives him the invisibility cloak, which he uses to great effect throughout his years at Hogwarts. But never is it more meaningful than at the Battle of Hogwarts, where his actions really mimic Ignotus's. Harry dons the cloak so that he can exit the castle unseen, intent on entering the woods and meeting Voldemort so that he can die. And here is his final action before Voldemort kills him. His hands were sweating as he pulled off the invisibility cloak and stuffed it beneath his robes with his wand. He did not want to be tempted to fight. Ignotus finally takes the cloak off to greet death as an old friend. And guess who Harry meets as an old friend after he too finally dies? Harry, you wonderful boy. You brave, brave man. I mean... Come on, that is pretty perfect. Now, you might have a few more questions, like if Dumbledore represents death because he had all three hallows, doesn't that also mean Harry represents death since he had them too? And that's true, and even more so than Dumbledore. Harry simultaneously possesses all three hallows, not physically, but while he's walking through the forest under his cloak using the stone, he is at that moment also the master of the Elder Wand. But either way, no, Harry is not death. He is the master 
of death. Which is where his story really differs from Ignotus's. Ignotus dies and greets death as an old friend and stays dead. Harry dies, greets death as an old friend, and returns. And you might also be wondering, wait, if Dumbledore's death, does that mean death dies? But again, he is not literally the Grim Reaper or anything like that. Dumbledore is the Grim Reaper. He is just the representation of death from the tale of the three brothers within the Harry Potter books. But that said, yes, it does mean death can die. This idea actually works quite beautifully in this analogy because if death died, if you could defeat death, what would that mean? Yeah, that you couldn't die. And what is Harry if not the boy who lived? Guys, thanks so much as always for watching today's video. Please leave a like on it if you haven't already and hit that bell so you don't miss any future Harry Potter action from us. If you wanna see our original version of this theory, you can check it out right here. Or if you would like to see us play The Sims 4 as the Hogwarts founders and build Hogwarts from the ground up, you can check out this playlist right here. But until next time, Ben, I will see you in another life, brother. Oh, what is Godric doing? Oh, he dropped the salt. Oh yeah, we saw you, bro. What we is saw that? you? It's, it's it like looks a, like an omelet. It's like a bad grilled cheese that like turned into moldy omelet. Oh, wait, he like poured it out like cereal, and then it turned into toast and eggs. Toast and eggs, yeah. That's okay. how. That is how it works. You know how you get a box of cereal and you pour it onto your plate, and then it's eggs.